This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be joined by Roy Taylor from Riff, R-Y-F-F.com. Riff powers the seamless and authentic conversion of content and brands in the new age of advertising. Roy, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, You're welcome. Glad to be here. Uh, Glad to have you. Let's go back in time just a little bit. Um, How did you get started in the business? Well, my uh, my love of visual started at uh, high school. I I wanted to be involved in the school play, uh, but I couldn't sing and I couldn't act. So, but I realized that I could draw. And so I started working on the uh, the backdrops, uh, which is a direct relevance to what Rift does today. And by doing that, I could kind of hang out with the cool kids. Then when video games came along, I just loved video games. And the very first major deal I did was um, I set up the go-to-market sales rep for IBM Microelectronics. They are one of the biggest chip makers in the world, but they used everything for their internal consumption so i did a go-to-market strategy and uh and worked on their graphics chips and i just love visuals anyway uh that company was called blue micro uh eventually sold it uh to ibm and then i uh set up uh, nvidia in europe in 1998 uh, initially as a sales rep uh for nvidia working out my bedroom trying to tell the world about gpus and uh I just never really lost my love of visuals since. All right. And then how did Riff come about? So um, 
well, until recently, I was still an avid player of video games. And uh, I was playing uh, Warzone. And I realized uh, in that game, you get um, crates delivered with different things for you to, uh, to um, give you like different guns, weapons, uh, ammunition, and so on. And I realized that a video game is effectively takes place in a sandbox. And do you remember the, uh, the movie, The Truman Show, where he rows the very well and he bangs into the wall? Yes. Well, it's not commonly understood that video games are, are directed. And if they weren't, you'd bang into the wall. So the player never realizes it, but he's running around and around in a circle. But they're very clever, so you don't know. Well, I realized, well, what if you could take media on there and nothing else? So first you'd have a video game with nothing in it except one wall with a video. And then put a product into an object and render it, apply light and shadow, so it looked like it was in the visual. Now, now, why would you want to do that? Well, because in a video game, you can change anything instantly. That's the whole premise of a video game. And so now what I could do is be able to update, uh, reimagine, repurpose um, any kind of visuals so long as we were respectful to the art. That's where the, uh, the premise came from. Anyway, I raised... Um, Raised 1.6 million um, from friends and family to see if the idea would work, uh, and it did. Then I went and raised um, $5 million of seed capital, and I was very fortunate for some prestigious VCs who've been terrific. Uh, the lead was uh, Valor out of Chicago, so that's Starbucks money. Um, and then I had uh, in the round um, Mac Ventures here in Los Angeles. I was great guys. Um, and then Vulcan. And I didn't realize then just how prestigious Vulcan is. And, uh, and Manita. And that $5 billion allowed me to do some first commercial deals to see if the idea could actually go out and make money. Uh, and they did. And we did and almost immediately. We did a fantastic deal with Coca-Cola uh, for March Madness, uh, which for those who are not American is a high school basketball thing. College. Anyway, we did that. Yeah, college. Um, that was an enormous success. And then we did a couple of others. And then um, after that, I raised uh, $12 million for an SPV. And since this is about entrepreneurs, um, SPVs are not always popular in Sand Hill Road. Um, and that's a common reference, again, to those who are not familiar um, with the Silicon Valley VC community um, set in uh, Palo Alto. But we did an SVV because we were fortunate that we had a number of movie stars um, and directors and producers uh, that wanted to invest in Riff and then also endorse us. Because in the final analysis, we draw on somebody else's art. And we couldn't do that unless we did it in a way which was um, completely supportive to the creative. So we did that. Uh, and now our business uh, has just gone to market. We have a platform to connect the creators brands together. Um, it's called Sphera. Um, the alpha has been out a little bit of a while and we launched the, uh, the beta on April 15th from version one on Independence Day for a very particular reason, which I'll come back to. All right, well, congratulations. The longer version of that story should probably be in a book somewhere. So what- yeah, uh, it's good. 
<laughs> well, we, we can talk about that later. Um, what does Riff do now? What is your bread and butter? So we allow people to monetize their content, the visual media. And that can be whether you are an influencer or you, or it's a, a movie or a TV show or live is because um, oftentimes our content becomes more, uh, oftentimes a deal can't be done in time. Uh, there's a million reasons why people don't always monetize their content the way they would like to. And we make that possible. And we do that by um, understanding what it is that we're looking at and proposing and suggesting um, products and brands that integrate perfectly and perfectly set for everybody. Perfectly for the viewer, perfectly for the content owner, the distributor and the brand. And perfection comes from authenticity. And we have worked out a way to guarantee that. So what does it look like? Give me an example of here's an influencer, here's a brand, here's what we did for them, and here's what the viewer kind of experienced. Yeah, so um, during the March Madness program, for example, we put a cherry-flavored Coke into a number of uh, iconic moments in college basketball. So we did uh, 2006, um, which was the last time UCLA were in the final cherry Coke there. And we also did um, another two other iconic matches. And I'm faltering here because I can't remember the name of the teams. But what, <laughs> what, what does it mean is. you put a cherry Coke in the moment? Is that running on someone's running on the court, handing someone a cherry Coke to drink when they get the trophy? Is that, yeah, tell so, me. Well, you're recording this, right? So this will be shown yes. visually. Yes. And let me see if I can right now um, show that to you. Uh, Here, let me make it so you can share your screen. And then obviously we'll describe for the audio people listening on, on the audio platforms what you're showing. All right. So I'm going to show here the work we did. So we did three major scenes. Um, here we go. All right. Is that sharing okay? Uh, yes. All right. So what you're going to see here is the Bruins bear has a cherry Coke in his hand. And you're also going to see was work that we did. And uh, 50 million people saw this work. So because he's moving so quickly, we slowed it down so you can see it in the Jumbotron there. So the Jumbotron was out and the background was us. Okay, um, so you're movies. not... You weren't. You didn't have a runner on the floor who ran on the court and handed him something. No. You're overlaying the graphics, so people in the stands saw it on the jumbotron, even though he wasn't physically holding it. People on TV saw it. Clarify that yes. for me. Correct. Correct. Um, there was a, uh, a a warn at the beginning that this involved product placement. We don't any ever want anybody to feel tricked. But let me show you here. So this is a, a coach. I think his name is, oh, goodness, I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Uh, Tarkinian? Tarkinian, yeah. So, yep. and. Is that, was, is that also, him chowing down on the sub? Yeah. Where apparently, so he famously sucked on a wet towel so he wouldn't lose his voice. And what you see here, the Coke is in there and uh, the Subway sandwich is in there. And you see the guy shoe in the background? Yes. Had a, a Nike flash on it. Um, 
which we removed. So we can do errors, omissions, and fixes as well. And then the last so, one we did. Oh. So this apparently um, is a great deal to people that like uh, college basketball because I think this coach sadly passed after this. Yeah, when when he ran the court. Yes, when they won. Yeah. So we put the cherry coke in there. We removed some logos from the ground. And the key thing here is that this is all automated. We don't have a team of compositors using, uh, you know, Adobe After Effects or the Nuke from the Foundry. Everything we do is all done using AI. So that's one program that we did. A lot of the, uh, the work that we do, actually, people see and don't know that we did it. And that is well, I'm sure that um, no one had any, any, no one watching the game had any idea that they, in, unless they looked. So it was on the Jumbotron. Was it also on the, would I as a TV viewer see it, the Cherry Coke in yeah, this case? Ab absolutely. Yeah. Okay. This was so our, then, and this was live was in real time. Yes. Yeah. This advert ran during the, uh, the, the entire March Madness um, season. Okay, so then are you, is it your responsibility? Are you able to track, let's say, because this was me watching TV, this isn't, there's not a clickable link to go redeem a special March Madness offer for Cherry Coke so Coke can track how many more they sold. It's brand awareness, right? Well, uh, actually, it's a lot more than that now, uh, a lot more. And we can give you direct attribution. We can either uh, put an L bar into the content um, or we can embed a flow code, QR code, a URL. Um, and we do a lot of that work now too, uh, because people want to be able to take advantage um, of something we've invented called scene intelligence. So uh, we had the insight that um, since World War II, the world of advertising and marketing has been based on a single premise, which is to get more, you spend more. Customers join a hundred million you got to go and come up with a budget to market that. And um, what we realize is in actual fact, that's incorrect. What you want is customer activation. And so the most important thing to do is to find the content which resonates so directly that you can be more targeted. And, and so we invented seeing intelligence which uh, does just that because all decisions are emotional, all of them. And so it's important not that we get in front of 100 million people, but that we're getting the amount of people that will buy your product. Right, because not all 50 custom. million basketball fans want to drink Coke. Right. So how would so, this work for a business that may, maybe it's more local? It's not a national Fortune 500 brand. Yeah, so that's why. Right, because um, the hijack CBS live feed or get I'm not hijack. I mean, get permission to do that can't be cheap. Oh, it's very cheap. That's the other thing. It shouldn't be expensive. The okay, well, team, if I wanted a 30-second Cherry Coke commercial during, the, let's say, the final four, I'm going to pay a fortune to CBS for that right. You are. And my question would be, why have you done that? Well, if, I'm, if you're doing your magic in making uh -huh. the Cherry Coke, how much do you have to pay CBS to do that? Well, uh, if you pay CBS... Why to pay their rates, and that's down to them. I, I have no control over that. But my point would be that you're exactly correct. 10 million people are going to see it, but how many of them are going to buy Cherry Coke? Uh, I think that is the most important question. Okay, so how then do you know, 
yeah, what are you going to do to create that, that emotional connection that creates that stimuli? Well, one, how do you get the Cherry Coke to show up on CBS without paying CBS for the privilege? And then two, um, are the Fortune 500 household name brands, all of, are they your clients or could a smaller business make this work who doesn't necessarily need to appear on the final four? So um, I think there's three questions there. So the first one um, was CBS. So, yeah, of course, um, you've got to pay them if that's what you want to do. Absolutely. Um, but that doesn't have to be the only way. Because increasingly these days, we have a very, very fractured um, entertainment market with people watching what they want to watch, the way they want to watch it. And that's not CBS primetime. It can be, but many times it's not. And so the important thing to do is to get to in front of the audience, which most wants to buy your product. So the first question was, well, that's expensive. Yes, if you buy it that way, it is, of course, whatever. But it might well be that the audience you most want is actually watching something that you hadn't thought of that really connects to them. And that can often be a very reasonable cost or low cost. So we built a platform called Sphera. And what Sphera does is it connects anybody with content to anybody with a brand. So the next point you made was the Fortune 500 brands. Yeah, of course, those are customers. But I realized, um, Seth, that there's a lot of people with stories, a lot of people that would love to tell them. You know, when Kelly Pinkett came up with the idea, it took him years until he could get that made and put out. And when Tim Miller had uh, the idea for Deadpool, I think it took him seven years. But what about if there was a platform where what you were making resonated so strongly with a brand and the audience you were making it for, you could fund it through that right from the get-go. So that's what Sphere is for. There are 65 million small and medium-sized brands in Western Europe and North America. And there's a trillion hours of video. Okay, well, by now, anybody listening was going, oh, come on, Roy, trillion hours. God, who is this guy? No, I don't think we're doubting well, that. There's more uploaded every minute to YouTube than there was created well, in the last 50 years. That's true. But I also want to add something else into that thinking. How many times a day does someone Seth, send you some kind of video on WhatsApp? Quite a lot, I'm going to guess. Or Instagram. Or YouTube. Or Zoom. Now, since it's been recorded, um, actually, we didn't set this up. We, behind Seth is a nice blank wall. And uh, me too. What, Seth, if I could tell you that there are brands that really, really love your podcast. The audience you have, the way you do it, they love everything about you, Steph. So they'll pay you 10,000 bucks per podcast to be on the wall in the background. Sign me up. Right. Um, and you would have total control. So you would set guardrails so there'd never be anything on that wall that you didn't like. And moreover, you don't have to do anything. All you do is connect your podcast to Sphera. And then when it's finished, provided you hit the number of views, you just get paid. Not well, you've got my wheels spinning because we produce about 50, 60 podcasts for a week for different shows. Right. So you should be another one of our customers. I'm sure you will be now. I would love to. Why would you not do it? Now, let me repeat the point I just said too. 
we'll pay you immediately. See, the biggest growth today right now is I think it's 50 million micro-influencers because we just don't believe anything that the big influencers say because they're all bought and paid for. But we believe the smaller ones. Um, but those guys don't get treated very well. On average, they get paid, I think, 75 to 100 days when it goes out. And um, that's a long time to wait if you are a small micro, if you're a micro-influencer. Um, and the other thing is they don't know where the views will come from. YouTube won't tell you, nor will TikTok. They won't tell you that you're in Arkansas and bombing in Omaha. They won't tell you that. We intend to. So we'll tell you where your viewers are from. We'll tell you also the information that Netflix has, which is when someone paused, when they got bored and fast forwarded. So you can now start to hone and create your content in a way that's resonating better and better with the viewers. Because my mum and dad were, had small businesses and lots of people I know did, and they'd liked them to have been bigger ones. So I have an idea for a marketing campaign, Seth, which is um, all the songs not sung, all the stories never told, and all the sauces um, never sipped. Terrible alliteration, I know, please forgive me. But the idea is, haven't we all got an aunt somewhere that makes like the world's best, best bolognese? But you kept saying to her, come on, aunt, you should sell that. It's wonderful. Oh, I, I don't have the money and that's the time. What if you said to her, look, auntie, you can put that onto this guy. It's going to cost 500 bucks. I'll pay it. And now let's just see how many you can sell. And then... That Bolognese, that young chef, has got an idea. He wants to do something different in uh, influencing or on television, but can't get funded. That's the vision I have for Sphera. That is fascinating. And I apologize that we are almost out of time. We greatly appreciate you spending some of it with us. We know your time is incredibly valuable. Um, for our folks watching and listening whose minds are now spinning, hopefully like mine, where do we go to learn more about Sphera? Um, well, first of all, you can just email me. We're still small enough that you can do that. Uh, I don't know how long that's going to last, but right now you can. Um, I'm just Roy at Rift.com. Or you can go to our webpage um, and use the info button. Uh, but we all know that those are a pain in the bum. Um, so for now, you can email me until I can't cope. Okay. And Riff is ryff.com. Where do we find Sphera? Is there a site for it? You can sign up for the alpha if you come to us and or the beta and get an account and try it for yourself. And, and where do we find that? Where do we fill that out? Where do we apply for that? Oh, we will come back to you right now because we're still at the alpha. So we're focusing on the features and the connections. Um, so our sign up stuff is a little clunky. It's an alpha um, because the other bit is not clunky. All right. So we will email Roy at ryff.com. I highly suggest you take him up on that. This is absolutely fascinating technology. Um, Roy, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. And let's get you 10 grand a podcast. That sounds like a fabulous deal. Thank you, everybody, <laughs> for watching or listening. We'll talk All to you right. or see you next time when there will probably be a brand behind me. <laughs> as long as it's authentic. It's got to be authentic. Yes, I don't drink Jerry Coke, so that won't work. <laughs> All right, so thank you for your time. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We'll talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? 
Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.